Hi and welcome to the Corporate Life Podcast. My name is Hina Siddiqui and I loved and hated my corporate jobs for years. This podcast is going to empower you to go high on your career without losing yourself. I invite you to join me each week as you will hear real cool stories of the real cool corporate people doing real things in the corporate world and their experiences and advice can change your story too. Hi, this is Hina Siddiqui and you are listening to the Corporate Life Podcast. I believe that striving hard or working hard is overrated. This concept has not only degraded our true potential, but also made us a part of the corporate rat race where we want to do more and more to achieve more and more. But you know what? Trying to overachieve is a pattern and the underlying belief is that we are not enough as we are. So clearly, it's not a factor that determines your success. It's actually sabotaging that. To dig deeper into this, I have with me Deborah Sunderland. Deborah knows what it takes to move from defensive thinking to conscious leadership. She spent her whole life as an overachiever, and thanks to a near-death cycling accident, she has made it her life's mission to coach CEOs, executives, and leaders to accept their geniusship and become the conscious leaders that they are called to be, uh, to be clear to do what they are here to do. Deborah has been interviewed by Fox, Chicago Tribune, and Cranes, to name a few. Hi, Deborah. Welcome to the show. Hi, Hina. Thanks for having me. It's such such a pleasure to have you today. And the topic we are going to talk about is very very interesting. So I'm really really looking forward to it. Mm, me too. Thank you. Deborah, you talk about conscious leadership, uh, which is a very interesting topic. And I too resonate with that too much. And I think that it takes a lot of pain to get to that level of wisdom. So would you like to share a bit about your backstory and uh, how the journey started and what what kept you inspired throughout? Mm, Thank you. Thank you. So that's a big question. (laughs) Thanks for asking. Um, (laughs) So um, I just feel really blessed to be alive because I have been my whole life the one who had has to be the winner, the overachiever, the one that has to be, uh, as a child, the best uh, violinist, the best academic, the best track runner. And then when I went on to uh, college, the same thing, be the best student. And then when I graduated, went off to work, I had to be the best salesperson. And then I started my own companies and it just never seemed to end. And there was always this anxiety driving me, this push to keep moving, to keep striving, to uh, not rest. And if I rested, uh, that wasn't allowed. Like there was something, oh, you can't rest, you can't rest. And so I learned to become this overachiever, which I believe is much of the world, specifically in the United States, how we are taught as children, how our business world operates. And how I really got to consciousness is I almost died trying to be the best and win. <laughs> I was right. I was I'm coming up this year is 10 years. Um, I used to be a competitive cyclist and I raced all over the United States. Um, and I started at age 42. I'm just going to tell you my crazy brain and it's thinking around overachieving. Mm-hmm. Uh, 42 year olds don't typically start racing competitively. And my first year of racing, I was number two in the United States at my level. No. Typically, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just telling you the push that I always had. And I was racing uh, women half my age. 
So it wasn't that I was better. It was that I was so driven to not, uh, to not be the best or to not fail. And uh, in a race, uh, June 1st in 2013, I had an accident. I don't remember it. I was hit by another cyclist and I went crashing to the curb. My skull cracked open. My brain bounced to the back of my head and to the front oh my of my God. head, started bleeding everywhere. My ribs were all crushed on the right side. I was uh, convulsing and put in a coma and my family was told we don't think she's going to make it. So I did make it. And what I discovered is I had lived a coma life, autopilot, 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 do, 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 not being. And waking up to that I wasn't supposed to live, I realized that my life was more than winning and achieving. And so I called out to God, the universe, and I said, why am I here? Mm, yeah. <laughs> right. Why, why am I here? Because it's got to be more than just being the best. Right. And I think that the universe has its own unique creative ways um, in which, uh, you know, it just keeps on reminding us that we are just lost, you know, we're just lost on the way and we have to find ourselves. We need to find our purpose, which is so important. And unfortunately, it it takes uh, some, you know, some pain story or some near death experience or something to, to mm-hmm. remind us that, which is yes. uh, we have otherwise forgotten. Yes, exactly. And so I'm um, thank you. Thank you for saying that. And my my passion and purpose is to meet the most successful leaders in the world. And I work now with CEOs and their teams um, because they're just like me. Yeah. They have they have that same thinking, that same drive, and they never let themselves off the hook. And they believe that they're not enough and they don't have enough unconsciously. And so in my journey of waking up to who am I and what am I here for, I discovered consciousness. I started studying what is consciousness? How do I start to notice my thinking that brings my emotions, that brings my behavior? And are my beliefs really serving me? Which typically they weren't, right? They were driving me, but they weren't really serving my inner Mm -hmm. being. And in that um, discovery, I studied emotional intelligence and have been certified in consciousness and emotional intelligence. And it's really just a practice every day. It's getting out of that pattern. And we all have a pattern in our life, but I need to see the pattern of that drive and realize that's not my pattern. I'm more than my pattern. It's helped me, but it's not going to be help me become who I want to become. And so consciousness for me is waking up, waking up. What am I telling myself? Is it serving me? How do I feel when I have that thought? And something that's really changed my life is learning to breathe. Because when we're running and striving, we're not fully breathing because we're in anxiety. Typically, we're in the future trying to achieve. And when we're in the future, the mind can't know um, what's going to happen. So there's an anxiety because it doesn't know. And the brain, the ego, the amygdala just wants to have safety. So it wants to know. And when it can't know, there goes the cortisol and it starts coursing through our blood and actually just doing breathing practices, like taking three inhales really deep and three exhales actually rewires our blood chemistry Mm -hmm. and brings in the serotonin and releases the cortisol. So that was one of the first things I learned. And I teach my, my CEOs is breathe. (laughs) Take a pause, take a pause, because we don't even allow ourselves as overachievers to take a pause. We're on to the next thing and we don't even celebrate the wins we have because it's never enough and we're on to the next. When it comes to looking for a job, most people get it wrong. 
they would keep on using their one and only resume to apply for any and every open job position in their industry without getting clear on what's right for them. They would avoid correct and targeted networking and stay dependent on job sites. And the truth is that over 70% of jobs are never posted on job boards or job websites. Plus the wrong and scarcity mindset and lack of self-belief, and this is huge. But unfortunately, most job seekers don't deal with this. And no wonder that they keep on struggling with their job hunt and most of them will make a compromise by accepting just any random job because they want money to pay the bills, which is a valid reason. If that's you, come join me on my job search coaching program where I guide you through with the right strategy, your mindset upgrade, which is about 80% in all my programs and taking inspired and focused consistent action. You may book a free strategy call with me. Find the link on the episode page. So um, I really am thankful that I have had the most purposeful life now because I believe my life was spared to wake up other people's to their life. And I get the greatest pleasure when I see people discover, who am I? Mm-hmm. What am I believing? Is this serving me? Who do I want to become? And autopilot versus choice, right? You know this, like we either run on autopilot or we pause and the pause gives us the opportunity to choose who do I want to be today? How do I want to face my day? How do I want to be with the people in my life? How do I dare I say love myself? And how do I love the people in in my life? This is so beautiful. This is such a beautiful purpose. And it's very much needed in today's time because in the modern times, we are always just chasing something or the other and uh, we have learned that you know by the society of course that uh, you know uh, we are living by a definition of success and that's that definition says that uh, you know to be successful you need to achieve and achieve and achieve and in the whole process we just you know become that uh, that machine where we are striving so hard to achieve and overachieve all the time this is such an important purpose and the un- underlying belief is just that we are not enough that's why we are just always you know in the in that race to be enough to get enough which will never be complete because unless because we are already complete in ourselves we are already enough and this is something that we need to understand on the conscious level so what would you like to uh, what kind of advice you would like to give to the kind of overachievers and first of all uh, what do you mean by overachiever? What is your definition of overachiever? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I always like to say the overachiever is overachiever. It's really, you know, everyone can relate to a workaholic. Now, no one wants to admit that they're a workaholic, but it's the one who sets goals, the one who has to have a checking the box off, the one who has to have certain things complete in order to feel that they can rest. The one that can't sit still really like it's uncomfortable to physically sit still um, because it's like, Oh, I've got to do something. It's the doer versus the beer. And, and, and in my world, I'm an Enneagram practitioner coupled with consciousness. And in my world, if anyone's out there and understands the Enneagram, it's the typical three of the Enneagram. It's the overachiever. It's the winner. And we won't settle for second place. We have to be the best. So that's what I would say is the overachiever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. So, and sometimes in this, in this race of overachievement, uh, we, uh, you know, because we don't know our purpose. So we end up climbing a wrong ladder. 
And once we get there, uh, we find that it's not where we want it to be. Yes. You know, so that is something uh, which is so important to find our purpose. So how do we find our purpose, Deborah? Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Purpose. Yeah. So I'm thankful. Uh, something is coming up that I just want to uh, add a little something. In this world, um, the ones that are suffering the most are CEOs, the ones yeah. who have climbed that ladder that you mentioned. Correct. Because they feel that if they finally reach that place, then they can, whatever it is they're telling themselves, be enough, rest, be happy, have joy, have peace. Yeah. But they finally get all this money and they have a beautiful house and a family and, and it's not enough. And so they start to become depressed or they start to um, strive even more. So I would say... My want for you, dear people out there, is to start to understand that you are enough. And that's a really difficult concept because we haven't thought about ourselves as being enough. We have thought the opposite, right? And so just to ask, uh, one thing I like to play with myself, when I find that I am telling myself I have to do something and I find myself going fast, I would like for you, dear people, to catch yourself going fast because overachievers go fast. I'd like for you to just notice that you're going fast without judgment. Take three deep inhales and three slower exhales and thank yourself for noticing you're just running fast. Mm -hmm. It's not who you are. You've just learned this pattern and to feel what's there. Because when we are a leader and an overachiever, we avoid our feelings. We miss our emotional intelligence, right? And so I would like for you to secondly, after you take three deep breaths, is ask yourself, what am I avoiding by running fast? Yeah. What is, what's inside of me that wants to be seen and heard and appreciated instead of just running? What am I avoiding? And that for an overachiever, it could be sadness. It could be fear. It could be anger. And that's all welcome. And that's okay because emotional intelligence, there's wisdom around that. Mm -hmm. So I would say, ask yourself, what am I striving for? Can I pause? Can I pause in the running? Can I ask myself, what am I avoiding? And then whatever thought is um, making you anxious or whatever thought is making you sad or whatever thought, try and locate that one thought and ask yourself, could the opposite of that very thought could the very opposite be just as true or even truer? Mm, yeah. Be- because we tend to limit ourselves in our belief system and we don't question what am I believing? So it might even believe uh, if you tell yourself, I have to do this today or it has to get done by 4 p.m. or I've got to do whatever it is. I want you to pause and say, do I really have to do that? What if the opposite were true? What What if I don't have to do it today? What Mm -hmm. what if I don't have to do it by 4 p.m.? Could that be just as true or even truer? Just that pause gives us curiosity. And curiosity is is consciousness. Mm -hmm. Curiosity, we must have curiosity to be conscious and awake. And then dare I say, to be the chooser of, I get to choose whether I do this at 4 p.m. We get empowered to be the chooser of, oh. And once we feel empowered to be the chooser, the anxiety starts to diminish because there's not that have to. We start to be like, wait a minute, do I really have to do this now? Mm-hmm. And and you might say, yeah, I do, but at least know that you're making a choice to do that instead of just going on autopilot to do, do, do. Stop and choose. 
to ask yourself, do I really have to do this? Hmm, right. It's about stop doing and start being more. Exactly. And that pause helps us to 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 know ourselves. And this the sad thing is, just like me and all the other overachievers, is that we lose our identity. Yeah. We lose our identity because we think we are the winner. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't know who we are. And we become chameleons to be the winner wherever we are. And we know how to match and give this person what they need and overachieve in this area. And that's where we lose, where we get our sadness because we don't know who we are. And so by pausing and choosing, you can ask, Ooh, who am I? Without judgment, who's in there? Who's in this body? Mm-hmm. And, and what is this body? What does this person inside want? We don't really ask ourselves, what do we want? What brings us joy? What brings us peace? Because we're on to the next thing. So might even ask yourself, hmm, what would bring me joy today? What's one thing that would support me? Because if I support myself with joy and peace, I'm going to bring joy and peace to the people I'm with in my leadership, um, right? Because we think unconsciously that the joy and peace is somewhere outside of ourselves or when we finally get there. But if we can ask ourselves, whoo. If I'm created like no other in all the universe to be just me, I have desires in my heart for a special reason. Mm. And so I want to listen to those. They're there for a reason so we could fulfill them with joy and peace. And when we ignore them, that's when we suffer. When we ignore the desires in our heart to achieve, we suffer. Right. And with that level of consciousness, people uh, can start living in their zones of genius over achieving uh, things, you know, which actually don't matter to them. It's just the pattern that they have learned, as you really, you know, very rightly said, that we have learned this pattern from the society. And we have lost that touch with our inner self. And that's the reason we are not listening to the voice, which is actually telling us where our zone of genius is. Exactly. I love that. I love that you wrote, brought up zone of genius because um, I say my genius is seeing yours. Mm-hmm. And um, because we don't even stop as leaders to know our genius, right? Yeah. To know our calling, our purpose, why we're here in the world. And I actually trademarked not just leadership, but genius ship. How do we become the owner and creator of our own genius that's in there? And how do we raise up teams to live in their genius? So how do we have geniusship cultures instead of just leadership? Because I feel like leadership has lost its importance because to me, leadership has been about striving and doing. And But once we decide, oh, I want to start to live in my genius zone where I have more joy and peace doing what I'm doing 90% of the time, and I want a culture that has that instead of this suffering of stress and anxiety. And that's really what I do is change cultures one leader at a time by starting to get to that root core of the genius inside. Yeah, that's that's very important to do. And people must take some time to reflect on their journey, their time and how they are, you know, uh, they are behaving in uh, in in different situations uh, and self-reflect uh and know, mm-hmm. you know, about what they stand for, what is their zone of genius. Debra, how do we begin to move past overachieving and live in our purpose? Mm, that's a good question. Well, my hope is that it won't take something like a near-death experience like mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's really, I think, starting to listen to yourself. 
Like our, our body speaks when it's not working. So if you're not sure if you're an overachiever, look at the results you have. I always say our results show what we have, not what we want, but what is true. So without judgment of self, because we can beat ourselves up and we can blame the world or whatever it is. But if we want to take what I say, radical responsibility for the results I have in my life as my learner and my teacher, right? So if I'm not getting enough sleep or if I don't sleep well, huh, what's, how could that be that I'm creating that? Is it that I'm not even giving myself enough time to rest and prepare for rest at night? If I'm overweight, am I eating without thinking? And is it a comfort to me? Do I have a relationship with my family, my spouse? That's not what I want. Um, because I might be working, working, working. Can I just start to notice the results I have in my life? And what are they here to teach me? Right. And what, what am I willing to be a learner of myself? So that's the first thing I would say, are you really truly willing to see yourself and look at your results and be a learner? Because that's the very first step. And if you're not willing, that's okay too. At least know at this very now moment, you're not willing and that's okay. Maybe one day you will be, but God willing, I hope you are willing to look at what results do you want different and how you are responsible to change them, right? So that's the very first thing I would say is look at the results you have and can you get curious about what they're telling you? Yeah, when we take our awareness uh, to something which has been happening as as just uh, automatic behavior, when we, you know, enlighten that uh, that situation and that pattern with our consciousness, it comes into picture, it comes on the surface, and then we can better deal with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. We become more and more awake. It's like peeling back the onion. Yeah. When we see, then we can see more, and then we see and we see more. We just yeah. start to see this this life we've built. Mostly, you know, consciousness consciousness says that we're 96 to 98% of the time unaware. Yeah. We're just doing our thing. So the results show where I've been asleep at the switch. Yeah. Oh my goodness, can I go back to looking at what I was believing, how I was feeling, how I was behaving that created this. And how might I do the opposite? How might I feel the opposite? How might I behave differently from that? Right? Yeah, that's beautiful. Debra, Mm -hmm. what's the best way to contact you? Yeah, the best way is uh, two ways. You can go to my website, which is sunderlandcoaching.com. It's S-U-N-D-E-R-L-A-N-D, not Sutherland, but sunderlandcoaching.com. Or at my email, which is Debra, D-E-B-R-A, at sunderlandcoaching.com. That'd be a really great way to reach out. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Uh, Debra, it was such a fun talking to you and uh, what you discussed today. I totally resonate with that. So it's really, really, uh, you know, an interesting conversation that uh, I have ever had on this show. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's my, it's my, my excitement to share this with you and whoever hears it, because if I can just touch one person, and be of support to them. Um, oh, by the way, too, I was going to say, I'm offering, I'm starting a new pod oh, okay. for, for overachievers. You believe you're an overachievers, overachiever, the winner. Reach out to me. Let's discuss that. And I'm, I'm interviewing people to be a pod together because when one learns, we all learn. Beautiful. So I just want to put that out there. Yeah. 
Right. And I'm going yeah. to uh, include all that information in the show notes section so that people can find there and they can contact you, reach out to you and they can uh, discuss that with you, of course. Awesome. Thank yeah. you, Hina. Thank you Thank so Thank you much. very much, Deborah. You're welcome. I have been a part of this Do More culture for ages and I'm sure you too can resonate with what we talked about in this conversation. Now my question to you is, what are you going to change in your corporate life from now on? Connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know. That's it for this week. I'll see you next week. Love you guys and girls. Stay happy and safe. Thank you for tuning in. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and go to my website, authorhina.com for life and career changing tools and resources. Be sure to download and read my book, Secrets of the Six-Figure Employee with Zero Stress. It's available on Amazon.